Hello and welcome back to the show. I am super excited to have a returning guest once again on our podcast. And I'm super excited about this guest because she is a friend of the podcast, a friend of mine, and she is able to offer a lot of value, especially here for everybody who is watching or listening because we are, as we all know, we're heading into a shifting market here in 2023, especially if you are in the real estate business. And our guest today, um, if you go back to episode two, and uh, listen to our interview. She is um, a former real estate coach and has helped a lot of real estate agents and team leaders navigate uh, treacherous waters, not just in uh, the real estate market, but also in their personal lives as well. So I'm going to welcome back uh, a guest of the show, the guest I interviewed on my second ever episode of the podcast. Super grateful for that. Uh, But real estate coach, life coach, and heart center coach, Casey Singh. Welcome back, Casey. Thanks, Kobe like a blast from the past (laughs) and I was thinking this morning of like wow so much has changed in my life in your life in the world since our last episode so thank you so much for having me back here I'm excited for this conversation oh yeah for sure I think um one of the things about you know having amazing guests on the on the podcast is that uh I can have them back on and uh be sure that they're going to provide a tremendous amount of value. So fresh that's content. why, right. Fresh content <laughs> from a fresh perspective, but yeah, I mean, like, let's just, just dig right into it. So there's a lot, there's been a lot of change, right. Uh, in, in our, in our lives, but also just in, in the world, especially for people in the real estate market. So let's, let's just kind of dig, dig in, into that for you, Casey. I know, um, if you guys haven't listened to our first interview, I definitely go back and listen to that first, just to get to know Casey a little bit more, but, uh, but let's just catch right up from then, you know, what, what has changed in this past year for you and uh, what, what are you up to? Yeah. So what changed in the past year after our last conversation was I'm actually now living in a whole new country. So my husband and I, I think we interviewed, it was like March or April, February, March. And then in August, we packed up our stuff and we moved down to Costa Rica. So since August, I've been living here. Um, personally, that's changed uh, professionally. I've also t- gotten and expanded my business a lot in like working with more leads and more doing more workshops and things like that. But I think in in on the whole, like the world seems to be pivoting in a very interesting way since we last talked. Like when we last talked, it was kind of like the simmering down of the pandemic. There was still stuff happening in real estate markets where I think at that time still, it was like houses were overpriced, but people were still buying it. And now almost a year later, here we are. And it kind of is like flipped. It's like really weird how quickly, like almost like in a moment that shifted. And in the transformational space and life coaching, like that literally is called a transformation. Like where things like, out of the blue, just you're here one moment and then boom, it changes. So this is a transformative market, not to say it's good or bad, but it's transformative. There's a massive shift in a short amount of time. Right, exactly. I think people put labels on on these things, right? Mm-hmm. Positive or negative. And that's, I mean, you can, you can probably say a lot on this is like, is that what is causing people to kind of uh, maybe panic a little bit, or is that is that the actual thing that causes you know negative or positive results? Because we all like let's not like let's not kid ourselves. The market is changing. It doesn't matter where you are. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll just establish this point in this interview here that that's yeah. the, that's the opinion that we're going to go off on. But um, but yeah, I mean, like, is it just the way that we deal with with change? I, I think that you know causes causes these these you know positive or negative results to show up in our life. 
Well, yeah, absolutely. Because it's your perspective. Like if you think about it, your reality is all of that around you. So let's let's take two people, for example, okay? And one person, let's call him like John and one person is Bob. Let's say John has had a really challenging life, but he's always seen the good in things. He's always been able to bounce back. He's been resilient because he's built that muscle. He's been working out his mind, his heart, his spirit. He's been doing the work, so to speak, right? When we talk in life coaching, the work, it's just literally can you come back from adversity and see it in a light that will help you grow? So let's say John's been doing that work and then this market shows up. He's not like scared of it because he's like, well, I've dealt with something similar before. I've dealt with this energy before. It's like the, the circumstances look different, right? All the time. Every life circumstance is completely unique and different, but the underlying energy of what it is is very similar when, when it comes to change and trauma and chaos and all that stuff, right? So he has a greater capacity to manage and handle change than someone else. So let's talk about Bob, for example, who may have just gone through life very sheltered, not bad, but very sheltered, afraid of taking risk, afraid to put himself out there, afraid to you know, maybe change in his life. He's been, you know, doing the same thing for the last 20 years, hoping things change. He's been focusing on just like, you know, just staying safe, so to speak. And then all of a sudden this market hits or the pandemic hits or something external that he can't control hits. How do you think, you know, both of these people are going to respond? And that's the question, right? To think about. And it's not bad whether you're John or Bob or whatever. It's not wrong. It's just... Is there an awareness that, hey, I may not have strengthened that muscle yet of adversity, but I can start now? Right. Yeah, you have to start somewhere. So that's, I mean, that's one of the things. And let's let's just take a moment and like think about this for a second, right? Mm-hmm. So we just came off of like a, a massive shift, a massive change in 2020, right? Everybody right. just did. And that's, you know, that wasn't industry specific. Um, so I think a lot of people coming into 2023 in in the real estate market. Um, you know, I would say like, don't sell yourself short, you know, cause you, you already, you know, you already went through a big change, uh, not too long ago. And this is just mm-hmm. like, maybe you didn't deal with that the right way, but don't let that affect you and how you're going to deal with this, uh, this shifting market or this changing environment. Because I think even if, you know, you didn't deal with 2020 correctly, maybe emotionally, there was you know, something that wasn't right, or, or you you just didn't show up the way you were supposed to show up, you know, this is an opportunity, right? Like, this is the second chance. So we're all, you know, we all want, and this is the perfect right. second chance, right, for you to go on. Just to jump in there really quick, because I want to catch something that you said that I think I, I want to highlight. So you said, maybe if you didn't um, deal with it correctly. So that even in and of itself is a judgment in a sense, not a good or bad, but it's like correct, right or wrong. And so the thing I want to highlight for the listeners is like, there's a part of them that feels very much like what you just said. Oh my God, I didn't deal with 2020 in the right way. I like effed it up. Oh my God, I did horrible. But what I want to highlight and maybe pivot that perspective is you did exactly what you were meant to do. You literally are were exactly where you were meant to be to learn what you needed to learn and you did the things and now you're here. So if we look back in hindsight and try to judge our actions or judge ourselves for what we did or didn't do, it's kind of like, it's a rabbit hole that doesn't really take you anywhere. But if you're able to say to yourself, 
you know what? At least I showed up. Yeah, I may have fallen into the hole every freaking day, but I showed up. Maybe it wasn't the results I wanted, but I showed up. And that's all literally exactly what you're saying is you can't keep living in that past. You have to just be present and say, are you going to keep showing up? Even if you didn't show up the way you wanted to before. Right, exactly. And I mean, like, if you if you made it here and you're still in, you know, let's just real estate, for example, if you're still in real estate. Um, you're still standing. Well, I mean, <laughs> right. Like you, you didn't like you're, you're good, right? You, you probably, I mean, you're top 20%. If you look at like statistics of agents who drop out of the industry within the first two or three years. So if you survive that, um, yeah, I mean, like you're, 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 you're still standing, you're still moving forward and you haven't given up. So take that as a win and, uh, you know, take all the lessons that you did learn from the, the past that you, you have to deal with and then just apply it into the future. And that's, that's, you know, what, what was, what's happening now. So I would embrace 2023 as an opportunity, right. An opportunity mm. for yourself, but also for your business to, to improve. Yeah, exactly. And I want to share a little bit about something that's deeper. So like 2023 is a year. Yes. There's a lot happening, but numerologically it's a year seven. So two plus two plus three is seven. So I've been like really recently diving into numerology and the Chinese Chinese Zodiac and all this stuff, because it's not that it's going to make, it's not going to like make or break your year knowing this stuff, but it's like kind of like really cool to understand. So you can kind of be in the rhythm of that flow just as an underlying energy, because on the top, like, let's say it's an iceberg at the top of the iceberg. All you see is changing markets, pandemic. It's like crazy. There's all this external stuff, but under the surface of the water, when we go deeper, there is your connection to yourself, how you talk to yourself, meditation, all of these inner works. And when we look at the world around us and we think about energy and how the matrix essentially is coded and how all of this stuff like fits together, numbers, the energy of the year, the signs, all this stuff merges. So just to just really quick talk about that is like 2023, the year seven is all about learning, is all about strategy, is all about how can I learn and really embody and integrate the things that I haven't learned up until now? Or how can I learn new things? So you're going to see this year, right? And we'll look back at this podcast a year from now. And we're going to see that a lot of new communities online, more so than ever, teaching and learning communities. A lot of people are going to go through something called a dark night of the soul, where they're going to have to face the things that they haven't faced before. So these circumstances that are external, like the, the changing markets and real estate and all that stuff, that's just another circumstance that is invoking a change within. It's like pandemic, death, this, that, all of these things are like outside of us, but it's how do we take that, use it as an opportunity, as you said, to go deeper within ourselves and leverage and understand how this can help us be more powerful, be more better, right? And in Chinese Zodiac, um, which actually the new year starts this Sunday in a couple of days, it's like it's the year of the cat or the rabbit. And that is very much about strategy. If you think about cats, right? They strategize, they're very like slow moving, but they have their eyes on the target. So if you can like understand, okay, I'm in a seven year, it's the year of the cat. There's a lot of shit going on. How can I be strategic? How can I learn? How can I go inwards? I promise that your year is going to be 10 times better than these last two years. 
if you can expand while the whole world is contracting. Right. That's that's very well said. I think um, if people take that perspective into um, any change, right, any 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 change in our lives is, you know, how can you be more strategic? How can you learn? Right. And then how can you how can you you know take that and apply it? Then that's that's the right attitude. How can you how can you look inside of yourself? Right. So these are very practical tips. And I think you guys, you know, should be taking notes <laughs> if you guys are watching this or listening to this. But uh, but yeah, no, I think that's 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 really well said because you know what what people don't don't think about when it comes to like when it comes to outside change or environmental change is that they they themselves are, can uh, not necessarily you know be beyond that but you you can definitely uh, you can definitely you know take take control of it right you don't have to let the outside environment take control of yourself in yeah. fact it's always the other way around you can be in a very good surrounding environment but if your energy or if your attitude is you know very negative and you know not not in tone or not in tune with what's around you then you know you're still going to be you know not feeling well so it's it doesn't it doesn't matter what the environment is around you it's how you deal with it and uh what your attitude towards it is right exactly that quote um i forget who said it but it's like life is not happening to you it's happening for you Yes. Yes, exactly. I, I, yes. I've heard that quote as well. I think that's, that's perfect. Right. And you want to take that, you want to take that mentality and that attitude towards it. And and I like what you said about recognizing that this is the year of learning and this is the year of, you know, because it's Tony Robbins talks about patterns, right. And recognizing Mm -hmm. patterns. And this is, you know, if you can recognize and anticipate this pattern, you're not going to be hoping for something else. And I think a lot of our, a lot of our, um, our insecurities or what what happens when we don't feel good about ourselves or when we have stress or anxiety it's it's not because of anything going on around us it's because there's something going around around us and then we're almost forcing or hoping for something else uh to happen right we're not leaning into this we're not leaning into the pattern we're not anticipating it we just we want to stay where we are right like we're not embracing the change Exactly. And I'm going to say something controversial that people may hate me or love me. And that's totally cool. I want to be here and give real value and be authentic. So people can really like, get moving on what they want, right? So like, a lot of agents, and I say this with love, are sitting on their ass waiting for something to come to them. Agents or people, it doesn't matter, right? We're talking about agents in this case, but I have seen it to be completely transparent. I've worked with tons of teams and agents and I've given them leads and I'm like, here's a business. And they're just not taking action because there's a fear or a failure or there's something internal happening. Right. But the biggest thing is like, that I want to say is like, the world does not owe you anything. The world owes you nothing. So you cannot sit there and say, oh my God, poor me, this year, the markets are changing. It's shit. I'm just going to sit here and pray and hope that something's going to change and business is going to come to me because with great love and respect, that is not going to happen. It may once in a blue moon happen where you stumble upon something, but just get that like in this changing market, if you're not actively working on yourself, 
which could literally look like you listening to this. It could be you journaling. It could be you meditating. It could be you facing the things within you that you have been afraid to face. Maybe that's what's being asked, right? It's not like you have to go out every day and hustle for business. Often when you just sit with yourself and you face the things within you that you've been afraid, it's like you open up and you're a new version of you and business gets magnetized to you. But you have to be doing some sort of work to move yourself forward, right? And I've seen a lot of agents, and very recently I had a conversation with one yesterday where we were talking about clients and, you know, like working with high value clients and attracting them. And something that she said, which stuck with me that I'm just, just like very interested by, and I, I did talk to her about it, but she's like, yeah, I got to make money quick. I'm bleeding money. And I was just like, I stopped her and I said, okay, great. I get that. But where is that statement coming from? Is that a fear-based statement or is that coming from abundance? And do you think you're going to attract more clients by saying, I need more clients, I'm bleeding money? Because in that context, you're essentially saying the world owes me money. The world owes me clients. I need to get this. They better come because I'm bleeding money. So that for me, like it felt very important to bring up today because like, in the world of coaching and energy and transformational work, a lot of people think that all you got to do is sit on your ass all day and meditate and be like, yay, I'm transformed. When really it's like, no, you have to take action and you have to move closer to who you really are. And you can't do that when you're just like waiting for something to happen to you, you know? Right, exactly. I mean, <laughs> there's no replacement for doing the work. No. And <laughs> right there's there's no replacement for that and uh, there is no easy way out and I completely agree with that that the world doesn't owe you anything and we can't take that attitude towards anything at all in our lives right if it's better relationships we need to work at that right if it's yeah. better you know in our business definitely need to work at that if it's it's better health better our, ourselves emotionally that's these are all things we need to actively work at in order to have but the cool thing about that is we all have the power within us to work on ourselves and to do it so I guess my question is you know why why do you see so many people just just kind of wait um wait for business or wait for things to come come to them or wait for something to happen is this just uh programming is this lack of information um or is you know is there something that they can change right because under I think understanding why uh, people are not taking the action is the first step to knowing how they can actually make that change, how can how they can break the pattern, right? For sure. Just like another analogy, right? Like in the world of real estate. So there's a lot of men in real estate and there's a lot of women in real estate. And it's just from what I've seen and my personal experience of coaching the two people and, and different kinds of people, it's like they have different ways that they take action and different ways that feel aligned to them. So I'll answer your question, but just, I want to share this first. So like a man in real estate, for example, who is, you know, who has had a lot of experience in sales, is confident in themselves, who's like very much like, for example, like Grant Cardone energy, will go up there and get shit done and hustle hard and make those hundreds of phone calls. And it's like this, like very powerful masculine energy, which is not that masculine energy is just within men masculine and feminine are within both men and women. It's just a matter of how do you embody that energy? So for someone like, for example, Grant Cardone, if he was an agent, he would be out there 
taking massive action, closing deals, kicking ass. And essentially, if you think of like a bulldozer, like pushing his way through no matter what. Someone says no, great. It's a no, not right now. It's not, it's not like a no forever. So he'll keep hammering them, right? Whereas I've seen women try to do similar things and that usually leads to them being burned out. Now, let me talk a little bit about why this is important. So men and women in their like nature have different tendencies. Men are very much like the, like holding space, like push through, take massive action. Women can have just like a calm, kind conversation with somebody and they can close a deal with ease. Just saying, like, it's just different energies and the way that we are able to nurture and hold conversation. And men can do that too. It's an art, but it's like just leading on our strengths. So if someone tells a woman who is very much all about like nurturing and just like relaxing, but also, you know, taking inspired action when it feels good, it's like, she's going to do that. But if she has a coach or a mentor that tells her to get shit done every day and push her to the point of burnout, she's just not going to do it. Or she's going to do it, but feel scared or afraid of the failure because it's so intense. And so where I'm going with this is like, everyone has their own different motivations, their own different ways that they feel like authentic in their action. So for me, for example, like I have certain days where I will literally just do nothing to be completely transparent because I know that's what I need. I can't go every single day and hustle hard and push, push, push. Cause I've done that, been there. And then I burn out. And so this is where a lot of my clients live is like, how do I find that authentic space for me to take action that resonates with me, not to please somebody else, not to do it because my team leader says it, but how do I build a business that's unique to me? And so What's really important to understand is like, yeah, everybody has their different motivations. Everyone's built different and they can take actions at different times. So like some people may just be sitting there and waiting because it feels like it's not actually the right time. And that's okay. They don't have to go out there and throw their stick over the fence, but they can do even something small, like make one phone call or write in their notebook of my intentions for this week. or um, I don't know, like go work out, go meditate. I think action is so um, infused with, I need to go and be intense and do something out there in the world and make it huge. And that's kind of like interesting because action really isn't that. Action is just, if I'm drinking a cup of water, I'm taking action. I thought I wanted to drink water and then I got a cup, I filled it with water and now I'm drinking it, right? Like that is action. So I think that so many people may be afraid to take action because they think it has to be a certain way. They have expectations that it has to look like the way that Tony Robbins is taking action or the way that Kobe's taking action or the way that, you know, Grant Cardone is doing taking action. You're not there and you may never be because that's not your path. You have to live your own path and you have to like, I invite you to understand what it is like for you to take action and what feels right. Because some people may only work two hours a week and make millions of dollars in deals, where some people may need to do 50 because they have a different way and different style, right? I'm sure you've seen this as a team leader. Different people have different things and ways that they do business, right? 
A hundred percent. And that's uh, a great transition to my next question, actually. Yeah. And I know this is a fast transition, but now that we're on the topic, I need to ask this. Okay. So okay. You've, you, you've worked with many team leaders in the past, uh, or at least right. a couple. Um, so I have a team of agents as well. So this yeah. is going to be very relevant for me. Um, in this change, right, in this changing market, when you've been working with leaders, like what have you seen is the best uh, for them? Like what, what, what should a leader be doing for their team in a changing environment? Um, and I think the most important thing that I want to just learn from this is, you know, understanding that there's different personalities and, and how can, you know, me being a leader or somebody else being a leader of, of, of a team of agents or brokerage of, of agents, you know, what, what, are, what can they do? Right. Cause they, they're on one speed, right? And they, mm-hmm. if they, if they weren't on that speed, they wouldn't have built their team. They wouldn't <laughs> right. have been that successful. So right. what do they need to do, right? To be on, you know, to, to be on the same see eye to eye with their agents and be able to not just motivate them, but make them feel comfortable and feel loved uh, in the, in this, in this new changing environment in 2023. So this is, this is, yeah, a, I'm, I'm ready to learn. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I love it. So there's a couple things, okay? The way that we're going to look at this is there's the front of the, how do I want to say this? I'm kind of, let's think of like a funnel. It's like the top of funnel answer, but then the bottom of funnel deeper under the iceberg answer, okay? So top of funnel answer is that you as a team leader are interfacing and connecting with your team every single day. And they show up as a certain version of themselves because you're their team lead. And a lot of people in real estate, because it's like this transition from being like an employee to now you're an entrepreneur, but you still have a team lead. There's still someone that you're connecting with, someone that's holding you accountable, right? So a lot of people will have a challenging time shifting from the employee mindset to the entrepreneur. So they may still see you as a leader, as their quote unquote boss. I've seen this a lot, right? And it's like, I'm not your boss. I'm here to support you, but, but the, because being a boss is like, they're going to tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. And that's kind of the employee relationship task given task completed check mark paid, which is not the way business works. It's not the way real estate works, right? You give your team tasks because you want them to build their business. And it's not that them doing that one task is going to pay them $30. It's, it could pay them 30 grand. It could pay them nothing. So it's very inconsistent and you can never tell what's really specifically going to be the thing, right? So with that in mind, they show up and a lot of them will think of you as their boss. So they're not going to be completely transparent with you about how they're feeling or where their fears are or where they're stopped. So you as a leader just have to know that, okay, they see me as someone that could be like a boss, but my job is to connect with them on a deeper level emotionally and understand what their motivations are so I can help them grow. Okay. So when they show up to you like that, that's their surface level mask person, essentially the best way to say it. Like they have a mask on, they want to look a certain way to you. And it's a little bit hard, right? Because you're like, okay, this person is showing up as super motivated, but they're not doing the things they're, they're like in my face, like, yes, let's go. And then next week they're in the same place. They're not growing. Or there's some people who may be super tough on the exterior, but they're getting shit done and you just don't really understand their motivations, but they're doing it. So it's not very like scalable because you're like, how do I 
duplicate this? How do I make this consistent, right? Like Bob is kicking ass, but I don't know what his motivation is, but Sally is just sitting on her ass, but she shows up to every week's call, like pumped. So that's like the top of funnel. You'll get a lot of different people as a leader. So you have to recognize first and foremost that they are not who they say they are with great love. They will show up to people, please. There's all sorts of things happening, all sorts of reflections. Deeper, okay, the next level is as a leader, having consistent one-on-ones with each person. This is super important. And it's like, you can do a team meeting, but how people show up in a team is completely different than how they show up one-on-one with you. Because, okay, so this leader that I was working with, she's like, Casey, she's like, I'm always available for my agents to take me on listing appointments. She's like, but none of them have called me once because they feel like they're going to bother me because they think I'm so busy. But my whole job is I'm here to serve them, but they're not asking me questions because they think they're going to waste my time or they think that they're going to look stupid or I'm going to think less of them. So there's this whole looking good factor going on. And I say this in the realm of real estate, but it's really human beings, right? It's like we're all humans, regardless of what role we portray. So as a leader, it's super important to recognize that how someone interacts with you in your initial interview, in the team, in even like weekly meetings and stuff like that is maybe not how they're actually feeling. So to not take that as like, that's how they are. So what you can do is, like I said, like meet with them weekly have some sort of schedule, whether it's a 30 minute check-in or something like that, where they know, hey, I'm here to support you. And slowly but surely, it's important for you to build trust with them and rapport because they want to know that they can count on you if shit hits the fan for them. Very, very important. They want to know that this relationship is not just surface level. This relationship is not just, oh, when I bring in my metrics, then they'll you know, reward me or they'll be on my team. But when I'm failing, then they're going to treat me like shit. Because that's very much an employee mindset, right? It's like, you do well the job, yay, congrats, and you don't, it's what's wrong with you, you're a failure. And this goes back to childhood and childhood traumas and all that stuff, right? So it's like, you want to build rapport and authenticity where you as a leader show up and they know that no matter fucking what, you're going to be there for them unconditionally. You're going to hold them accountable. You're going to kick their ass when it's needed, but that it's all coming from a place of love and desire for them to grow. Does that resonate so far? What I'm saying? Yes. hundred percent. Okay. What are you getting out of it? Cause I want to go deeper, but I want to first check in to see what, if the message is coming clear. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's, com- it's completely coming clear. And it's just something that I've been, I've been working on just in the past month. Right. right? So that I've been able to, very intensely work work on this section of it, which is digging into the emotional needs of, mm-hmm. of people, digging into the emotional needs of your partners. And for an individual agent, this could be, you know, with, with a client, right? So right. I want to make sure this is relevant for everybody because it is. And it's not just the surface level, um, the surface level of relationship, which I have been, you know, doing in, in the in the past, right? So I think right. as a leader, this is the time, right? It's time to step up and to really show your agents that they can depend and trust on and trust you, depend on you, uh, because this is this is tough, right? The, t- the toughest times show the, the strongest people. So yeah. this is this is a time to step up. But yeah, no, this and, is perfect. Yeah, and the thing is, Kobe, is that you as a leader 
would not have the emotional capacity to hold space for your team in this regard if you had not been doing the inner work. That's super important to remember is like, there's going to be a lot of people listening to this that some of them can relate like, wow, I have been doing the inner work. And yes, I can do this for my team. Or some people are going to be like, well, how do I do that? How do I do the inner work? Do I even have, am I ready to care for these people as my own? Am I ready to support them? And that's an authentic question you need to ask yourself. Like with one of my clients, we built her a team of 10 within, you know, a year because it took a year for her to move through her own spaces, her own vulnerabilities, her own stand of what was important to her. And then after a year, it was like, okay, great. Like I'm ready. And within like, like within a couple of weeks, her team exploded because she was energetically ready, emotionally capable. And she had the emotional intelligence to know how to support other humans. Like it wasn't just about her anymore. Right. So it takes like courage and it takes consistency, but it also takes working on yourself. So then you can be that representation and that like leader of courage for your people, right? Because they're not going to follow you based on what you say or based on like who you say you are. They're going to follow you and have respect and trust for you based on who you show up as, even in the hardest circumstances, when you can show up as heart-centered, as really like powerful with love and not like fear and chaos and you can be real about where you're at people are gonna like be loyal no matter what like it's just so so powerful right and so another thing that I've seen is like so you have you know your surface level relationship but then you want to go deeper one-on-one understand where they're at and a couple of tools you can use is like uh have you heard of the disc profile I have okay perfect so having all of your team members do that and give you that report so then you can get a deeper level understanding. Then there's also uh, something else which you can do, which is called human design. So you can get them to do that test and it's free. I can even share some links after that you can share with people, but essentially you get to, you get them to do the test. It's free. And they give you a, it gives you a general understanding of where their human design is. And human design is based on your genetics, based on DNA. It's based on how you interact with the world. And there's a lot of different cool things you can learn of how people show up based on their design that you as a leader can then intuit. You're like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. And so these are reports that help you extract the things, so to speak, that they may not be telling you, but that you can see. Oh yeah, I can see how this tendency shows up for them. This positive trait or this trait that has a potential to self-sabotage. And then another thing that I talked about um, in the beginning of this call was numerology and zodiac astrology, right? So I've been doing for, for my teams and for my clients, I've been doing reports that take their life path based on their birthday, that take their, what year were they born? What zodiac astrology are they? How does the number of the year affect them? Like there's all these different things that you as a leader can gather this data and be like, holy shit, this makes so much sense. Like it's, it's crazy how like these pieces of information together, like combining the practical, how this person sees the world in their brain, but then also the energetics of how is this person imprinted with the energy when they were born? How does that impact how they show up in the world? And what do I need to do as a leader to help motivate them in this direction, knowing this information, right? So this is valuable information to know that. I can even send you your chart after we'll talk about that. But I think that would add a lot of value too for you to see yourself as a leader as well. So there's tools you can use, resources, and then your one-on-ones will help you get deeper into that, 
knowing these tendencies, right? And they'll have access to this too. So it's great self-awareness for them as well. So you guys can both talk about it. And then the next layer is like, you know, you as a leader have a role in their life, but there's also, it's also important to maintain a healthy boundary, right? Like where you're not like, it's like you can go to a certain limit, but when it gets into like, they want to talk to you about trauma or all these things that you may not be trained to work in yet. And, and that's maybe that's never something you never want to do, right? You're just like, I'm a real estate agent. I'm a team lead. I want to love people, but I also don't want to go deep into their family history or talk about their divorce or talk about all these things impacting them because you're not their therapist or their coach, right? In, in that same sense. So it's like team leads will often, and this is a lot of what I do, is will like hire me to come into the team to work with people, to have sessions with them, to understand. And then at the end of our time together, where it's, whether it's six weeks or 12 weeks, I will come back to the team leader and without divulging a lot of like personal information, I'll be like, look, this is how this person operates based on where they're at. This is how you need to essentially, this is the game plan. So it's like working together with someone external that's a third party that's equipped in emotional intelligence, you know, helping people develop their leadership skills, outsourcing that so that you can have another pillar on your team, a team member that's part of your team that can help hold space for all the other people. Does that all resonate? Yes, yes, it does. And that value? And, okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. I like that you mentioned that the healthy boundary because I think yes. that's, that's where people are afraid. And I think, I mean, at least I can speak for myself, but I, I'm, I'm sure this is not just for me, but like people are afraid to go deep into the one-on-ones and the trust and the emotional layer because they think they have to, they think they're, they're they have to talk about the the traumas, right? They they don't know that there is a boundary that you you can mm. stop, and that's why they're afraid to take the first step into emotional motivation and understanding people from a psychological level. Is that they think that if they open the you know like it's like opening Pandora's box right they don't know what's going to come out and they right. they have to they have to bear the 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 all of the all the all the brunt of it so i like that you mentioned the healthy boundary so if you guys are out there and you're struggling with this you know understand you 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 know you can and and should set a healthy boundary yeah and i think that comes from setting up your team for success right like if you're like look hey guys we're going to do or even in your one on ones you're like look, like this is going to be a really powerful time for you to share with me what you're motivated. You know, we may go deeper. We may talk about things that are uncomfortable, but just know that it's okay. But we also have resources. We have like emotional support, emotional intelligence workshops. We have, you know, a coach as part of the team who's going to work with you. So they are also then like, like able to feel safe and knowing like, oh, okay, I can share some stuff with my team lead. I can share the things with Kobe, but he's actually put in place resources for me to get the support because like a lot of the times this will be people's first encounters with talking about their emotions or their first encounter with actually understanding that, hey, my business is a representation of me. The more I grow personally, the more my business is going to grow professionally, right? Like it's just, it's all very much fluid. And so it's like, if you set up that space for people to grow, they're not going to leave you. And on top of that, they're going to grow with you and know that like the amount of support you provided is literally rooted deep for them with you. And they're going to take you up to this next level of success while they win as well. Right. Yeah. It's all about that. It's all about just providing that enough space and enough, enough, uh, 
enough room for growth so that they're they're able to grow together with you. And um, yeah, I love it. I mean, I think this is very helpful for for myself personally, and I think for a yeah, lot of leaders helpful. out there. Because I think, yeah, I think like the a lot of team leaders are going to be the ones who are struggling the most in um, not not to you know downplay anything, but I think a lot of team leaders are because they're not just dealing with their own business, but usually team leaders um, have overhead and expenses to pay, especially if they own a brokerage or have office space. So right, you know, in a down market, that's going to be really tough because they have the expenses that they have to pay, and then they have their own business they have to run, take care of themselves, and then they have anywhere from 10 to a hundred people that they have to be responsible or in some way or shape or form for their success as well. And that's a direct reflection on their own success. So. Right. It's like just a fine balance, right? Like it's just like figuring out what works because for some people as they're growing and you have like 10, 20 people, it might be a little bit easier to do one-on-ones like bi-weekly. But then for other people, it's like they only have three people and it's easier to do it weekly. But then a team of 100, it's like, okay, well, now let's let's outsource. Let's bring someone in. Let's help manage this energy because they can teach people the ins and outs of real estate, but then also understanding that resources need to be put in place that help people with their mental, emotional, psychological needs, because like that is going to contribute directly to their growth. And that's going to help the leader also grow as well when they give a space to their team to have that outlet, essentially. Right. Yeah, 100%. And just, I think for, I think it's going to be a very valuable question for, I think a lot of our listeners, whether if you are an individual agent or if you have a team or not, um, I think the important thing in this year is to just understand that um, focusing on yourself and focusing on developing yourself, but also, you know, being able to bring in an income, right, for their for their business and for their for their life, right. So I think for a right. lot of people, whether they have a team or not, that's going to be the balance that they are going to have to juggle or you know balance, if you will, uh, in this year. So what do you like? How how would you suggest somebody who's whether they're individual or or or, or a team leader to mm-hmm. juggle that or to balance that? You know, how much time should they be spending on working on themselves, and how much time should be should they be spending on you know, just putting their head down and just because it's real, right? For a lot of full-time yeah. agents, this is this is real. They have to bring in an income. Of course, of course, 100%. I think that like once you start to like work on yourself, for example, and you understand that that helps fuel your business, it just becomes a part of, it's like second nature. Like it becomes a thing that is just a part of you that you don't need to like actively be like, I have to work on myself now for three hours and then I have to work my business for three hours. It's kind of like all in one. But if you're just starting and you're like, what do I do? I would just simply start with in the morning, set yourself up for success, right? Whether it's you just meditate for 10 minutes. Okay. There's really great apps out there. There's Headspace. There's an app called Insight Timer, which is free. You can upgrade if you want, but there's thousands of meditations for free. You can start off morning meditations, do it for 10 minutes, just get a clear head. And then something else I like to do in the morning, which only takes like 10 or 15 minutes is something called flow writing. So I have a pen and I have my notebook and I literally just for 10 minutes and I put on maybe like some soothing music or whatever, that's a 10 minute timer. And then I'll just flow, write Whatever needs to come out. I'll just write and write and write just for 10 minutes to give myself that outlet. 
because it's like you have all this stuff in your head, you have all these ideas, all this, like even stuff that you didn't even know was in your subconscious, fears or things like that, that are in your space that you may not be able to see. But when you sit down to almost like do a brain dump or like a purge, the flow writing helps you clear yourself for the day. The meditation helps you just calm down, relax. The flow writing helps you just like purge it all out. And then you're ready for the day. And that for me is like, if someone did that every day for this year, I guarantee you'll be a completely different human. If that's all you did, 20, 25 minutes in the morning, spend time with yourself. That could literally be the thing. And you'll see, you'll start to make more like healthier choices for yourself. You'll start to have better boundaries. You'll say no when it's not actually something you want to do. Because in teams, I've seen this a lot too, is people will just like say yes because they think they need to because they want to please the team leader or whatever. But meanwhile, it's like they actually can't take it on. They don't know how. They don't have the capacity and they, or they don't actually want to. And so it's like super important to like understand that as we're moving into this year, we are a team, right? And if people can be honest and authentic about where they're at, what their needs are, and they can speak up for what they want, that's going to help the world so much more than by pretending to just want to do something because you think it will make the other person happier, right? So little things like that. And then throughout the day, yeah, then you go about it. You do your business, you do your income, you you do the things that you know you need to do that your team leader is like, get shit done and do it and take action. But like the underlying energy of that is you've already cleared your space, you've already meditated, and there's this really beautiful feeling of, wow, I had that moment with myself that was sacred, that was not about anyone else. It was just about me. And that's all I did. It's kind of like after you work out, like you feel this rush, right, of energy, and you're just like, I can take on the world. It's kind of like you do that. But when you're meditating and flow writing, you're in a very much like a receptive space. So you can receive intuitive impulses, you can get guidance that is coming from your truth, not your you know, false masks that you've put on for the world. So like a big thing that I, I teach is just like, no matter what, how hard life is, what circumstances are unfolding, what's happening around you, you can always, even in the smallest moments, find a simple moment for yourself. Because if you can just kind of like take a, like, it's kind of like creating space between you and the world. It's like, if the world is stuck to you like this, you're constantly going to be trying to win it, defeat it. Like there's all this shit happening, but with meditation and flow riding and, and being aware of yourself, you kind of create like this little space. And then in that space, you have a sliver of a moment to make a conscious choice. And when you can do that, you're so much more better for yourself and for the world. Yeah. For me, that's lunch. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Right. The right. moment for yourself, super important. Yeah. And then again, like it doesn't have to be something huge, right? Just 10, 15, 25 minutes in, in the morning. And then that's very powerful, very grounding, uh, especially in a tough time like this. So, well, I want out of respect for everybody's time uh, and your, yours, of course, Casey, I want to thank you again for uh, being on the show again <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. sharing your knowledge with us. And I mean, it's definitely a lot of valuable stuff. And I think people uh, are going to learn a lot from this interview, just like they did from the first interview. So you guys haven't listened to that yet. Make sure to go on the link below in the description and check that out. But before we let you go here, <clears throat> what are some good ways that people can reach out to you? They've liked what you said. They want to reach out. They want to learn more about how you can help them. 
uh, this year or sometime in the future? Yeah, absolutely. So they can go to my website, which is coachcasey.com. Um, I've also written a book so they can get that. It's at tuneintoyourheart.com. And it's all about helping entrepreneurs and real estate agents are entrepreneurs. So helping entrepreneurs move from their head to their heart and how to make practical decisions that actually authentically align with you. And in the book, I also share a lot of my own personal journey, a lot of my personal stories of how that kind of showed up in my life. And it was, some of it was really shitty, to be honest, like really intense. We've talked about it, super chaotic, but I do talk about it in the book and share how even through the most challenging circumstances, you can practically move into your heart and act out of you know abundance and not fear. So that's super important. So yeah, they can find me on my website. They can get my book, tuneintoyourheart.com. I'm also really active on Facebook at Casey Singh, so they can find me there. But I'm sure you'll also link to these in the podcast, right? So they can click on those links too. <laughs> for, for everyone else but you, Casey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just not me. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to link all of that in the Perfect. description down below. And also the, uh, the human design test, uh, I'm going to link yes. that. I'll send that as well to you. Um, I have some good resources for that. Yeah. Good. But yeah, so if you guys uh, like what you hear today, make sure to go check out uh, Casey's uh, Casey's new book. I didn't even know you were an author. So check out Casey's new book. And, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, a lot on. has changed in the last year. I've become an author too. There you go. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's a lot of valuable stuff. So make sure to check it out. Reach out to her if you need uh, any help with your team and setting up uh, an emotional resource for your agents or uh, for yourself, right? If that's something that you need uh, to work on yourself as well. It's really helped me a lot uh, working with Casey in the past year. So I definitely uh, recommend it for everybody as well. But other than that, Casey, is there any last thoughts you want to leave with our audience here before we sign off? And I uh, just, you know, fill in that space between the our, our next interview, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thank you for that. Um, I think the most important thing out of all this, like to remember is that this is your journey. Like this is your journey. This is no one else's journey. And yes, the world might be in chaos. Everything may be crumbling around you because that's very real for a lot of people. It was very real for me as well at a time. And it's even through that chaos, like the human spirit can prevail. So just remember that if even in the toughest times, you're not sure how, right? Just trust that you will get through it. Circumstances are just that circumstances. They're ever flowing and changing. So if you can in that challenging time, just go inwards and take time for yourself without constantly looking outward at what's happening and just take the moment and say, what do I need? Who do I need to be right now for me? That's going to serve you more than anything. And I promise that it's going to help you live a more like authentic life for you, even if it's just a minute of meditation or something. What a beautiful message um, to leave us on, I think. Um, but thank you again, Casey, You're and uh, really appreciate it. And for our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. And I'll see you guys on the next show. Take care.